0: I'll tell you something else.
1: No. I will never, ever loan out
0: any of the Wait, wait, that wait, I wait, wait,
1: wait, wait a minute, Jack. I'm not a complicated man. I like cinema. In particular, I like to see people fucking on film. But I don't want to win an Oscar and I don't want to reinvent a wheel. I like simple pleasures like butter in my ass, and lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something that I enjoy. Call me crazy, call me a pervert. But there's one little thing that I want to do in this life. And that is, I want to make a dollar and a cent.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Cast, our film effect weekly entertainment recap podcast dedicated to all the latest news in entertainment and film. This week, we've got some dirt on a bunch of sequels. We're going to remember another actor who left us. I'll give some info on a bunch of upcoming physical media releases, and we'll all recommend our best offerings for the week. How's that sound?
1: Sounds good to me. Okie dokie.
2: All right. Oh, by the way, I'm Ed. And joining me this week are Andrew and Justin, something different on the show. First time lineup. How you guys doing?
0: Good man. Good to be. Hello. Greetings and salutations.
2: Hey. Glad to have you guys. All right, before we jump into the show today, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and up-the-minute updates. Follow us along on Twitter at Film Effect Pod for the best way to interact or hear from us. If you're on TikTok, then we're on TikTok. Follow along at Film Effect Podcast, and now we're on YouTube. Check out clips from previous episodes. For now, uh, like we announced on episode 100, we'll be doing watch-alongs the final Saturday of every month starting next month. We'll be doing that on the uh, YouTube channel, and uh, yeah, uh, all, all other videos too coming soon. I've been kind of um, pondering some um, film location videos. There's a couple around here. So, just, just, a, just a way to kind of dip my toes into uh, new material. That's all. So, might might uh, start filming that now that the weathers went from cold to excruciating hot. I <coughs> might uh, go ahead and do it soon. Anyway, uh, for now, link in the episode notes. And uh, if you guys want to send along any emails, they can be sent to the film effect Podcast at gmail.com uh, also that being said, ratings, reviews positive, negative, as long as they're honest, they can uh, go a long way, so if you're on Apple Spotify, or if you just want to go to com slash reviews and leave one there that would help us out so much uh, something else that will help us out, we'll uh, buy some merch, low prices, stuff material variety of designs Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got for now. Let's, uh, tighten that grip and bring on the drip.
1: I may have some breaking news for you, Ellie.
2: Uh, where do we begin? Uh, let's just start, uh, I feel like we've been doing this almost every other week, but, you know, here we are. Rest in peace, Philip Baker Hall. Uh, fun fact, though, he used to get together with Paul Thomas Anderson on a frequent basis for coffee and cigarettes. How badass is that?
1: Didn't they do a movie called Coffee and Cigarettes? like a short, like Paul Thomas Anderson's first thing he ever did was a short film.
2: Yes. But that was all, that was, you know, I didn't know that, but that was like the basis off of a real life thing that they would all often do. They would get together like every week just for just, you know, a round of coffee and cigarettes and bullshit. And that's, I guess, where the ideas, uh, you know, spawned from. And then, of course, he was in Hard Boiled and uh, Boogie Nights and Magnolia his, his first, like, hard—that's what I meant. Hard Eight, not hard boiled. Um, <laughs> wrong, wrong nineties hard movie. Uh, hard Target, Hard Boiled, Hard Eight. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's getting hard to remember. But yeah, um, his first three films he was a part of, and then, I mean, even uh, PTA aside. I mean, Christ, what movie wasn't Philip Baker Hall in? I mean, uh, we were just we just rat you know, uh Month, he was in a handful of Jerry Bruckheimer films. He's in it Rush in Hour, isn't he? Scene. He's in Rush Hour, yes. He's in um uh Enemy of the State, speaking of Bruckheimer, previous episode. Um he it's and say anything, you know, his 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 career goes it's all it's all over, you know. Uh but he was a guy who just whenever he popped up I, I smiled. I just, I don't know. I, I always liked the guy. It's something about him. I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know if it was the fact that I grew up watching him, you know, or just the, uh, the fact that he's a solid actor and, you know, just sounds like a down to earth, pretty badass guy behind the scenes too. So, but, uh, you two, Andrew, Justin, like any memories, anything you want to share about it?
1: Well, just like, like, you guys mentioned all the movies he pops up and it got me thinking like all the movies he popped up in after like the Paul Thomas Anderson movies, it was always in like a little, like maybe one or two scene role, you know, playing like yeah, always. a police yeah. art, like a, you know, a captain or something like that. And it just goes to show like how short sighted Hollywood can be. Cause it was probably a, a situation of, Oh, we like that guy in, uh, in Boogie nights and in uh, Magnolia. We need to get him in our movie. And then you get mm-hmm. him and you give him like nothing to do. It's like, why not give the guy like some sort of like, you know, there's gotta be a, a role for an older actor that he could have played where he was the lead character. And, you know, everybody, I think generally agrees that he, he was a great actor and everybody likes seeing him pop up in something. I'm sure people would have watched something starring him. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I, he was never really given a, a big, you know, mighty role to really sink his teeth into he was it was just uh a a two three scene you know throwaway performance not that he was always showing up just to just you know just he didn't just churn up roles and just spin them out like he actually (laughs) put in a working
1: actor you know
2: yeah put in a solid effort everything he did no matter how small the role um and I don't know. I, I keep rolling back. It's kind of a throwaway film. But I remember he played um, the the the, the father character in uh the the Horror remake. Speaking of Michael Bay, produced that film, he played the uh the father Calaway character, with all the flies and shit attacking him.
1: I've seen parts of that. I've never seen that whole movie. That's Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I like
2: it. I preferred over the original, actually.
1: I I liked what I saw of it, but for some reason, I've just never sat down and watched it start. I always like would catch it midway through and what you know, watch 20 Mm -hmm. minutes here and there. And I was always like, I I gotta watch this from the beginning, so I have to keep an eye out for that. I, you know, and the, the first probably the first place I ever saw him, or definitely the first thing I remember him, was Midnight Run, where he played Sydney, which is reportedly what Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, hard eight that character is an extension of the guy from Midnight Run.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: and I think if I'm not mistaken I think that Coffee and Cigarettes was the Sydney character I believe I could be wrong about that but
2: Yeah, he's Sydney in all three of those performances. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's the same character Sydney.
1: And then of course for Seinfeld fans there's the episode where he played Bookman the um the library cop which was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I'm guessing he didn't win an Emmy for that, but he should have. It was so good in that in that episode. Um, right. So yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He'll be missed again. I think he should have got a few more cracks at, at being a leading actor. Thank God Paul I Thomas agree. Anderson saw something in him and and mm-hmm. gave him a shot. Um, but yeah, no, he'll he'll be missed.
0: He's also in a slew of um, Jim Carrey movies.
2: Is he? Yeah, no, he he was in Bruce Almighty. I know that
0: in uh that penguin film
2: too oh, that's right mr popper's penguins i've never seen it but i i forgot even about that movie but uh yeah yeah that's right and he was also you mentioned rush hour he played the captain and um a while, I, I don't know if he was in all three of them he is in all three of them yeah okay and then uh what was the one that i remember him as well um you know, I keep rolling back to Boogie Nights because his scene was just so fucking goddamn hilarious and random. He comes in, and you don't expect him to say the shit that he fucking says. <laughs> I'm a simple comes man. out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i a simple L- <laughs>
1: Lollipop class.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love this shit. I, I, I go back to I fall back to that performance. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, like you said, you know, it's going to be missed for sure. Hey, um, yeah, and one more roll ghostbusters too as the commissioner i feel like i had to throw that out there <laughs> um but yeah anyway um rest in peace it sucks but uh you know hey man he was in his 90s i think he was 90 um long healthy sour life
1: so. yeah exactly it's like the, the that's what's happened with a lot of these actors that have been dying mm-hmm. actors and musicians it's like yeah, it's a bummer of course you don't want to see it but a lot of these men and women are living to be pretty old. So, you know,
2: right. Right.
1: That, that if there's a bright side to that whole thing, that would be it. You know, we got, we got to happen for a while.
2: Agreed. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about Ezra Miller. I feel like (laughs) we kind of been pushing him to like the side the last couple of weeks. And like, maybe it's something that we should talk about because I don't know what the fuck Warner Brothers is going to do with this situation. So the latest, you know, again, it's Tuesday evening. We're recording this. Uh, so there's this whole like 18 year old girl now that he was apparently grooming and shit. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the court, they can't locate him. Now he's MIA. They got to They're trying to serve him, you know, to, to, to bring him in, I guess, to, uh, to find out what the fuck is going on you know because right now it's just hearsay it's just this 18 year old's word against his and you know of course they want to get him in and now he's just ducking he's hiding so well the 18 year old's with they're, him
1: right it's not the, it's not the 18 year old 18 year old's word against his oh, that's, right,
2: that's right that's it's right That's the, parents. Okay. the yes, parents are the ones that's right. For, yeah. you're right my, my apologies no but still, it's it's fucked up. Either way you spin it, this whole situation is just—I've—I've I've never, ever in my life can't recall thinking I can't recall a situation like this before. And you've got like—I—I I hate you know it—it's it, real life is real life. This is fucked, fucked. Okay, but you know, we're we're a film podcast. We're talking about this ties into a movie, unfortunately. And, you know, we're kind of also sitting here thinking the fuck is Warner brothers going to do with this flash film. Um, I'm way more. I've, I've asked this question before, but that was before things got to the way they are now. And I think now is the point where you're sitting on this film that comes out in nine months and You've got to act, dude. You guys have to do something. If you if you got to call an actor in, get some shit reshot, I don't know what you're going to do. But if you want to save this movie, you do something, and you do something fast.
1: I'm way more interested in behind-the-scenes machinations at Warner Brothers right now trying to deal with this Oh God! than I am in the actual movie itself. I, if it wasn't for the fact that Keaton was reprising Batman, I could not care less about this movie.
2: What? Same. same.
1: I, I would love to to be a fly on the wall as to what these conversations must look like as to how they're going to deal with this.
0: Oh, I god. mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to completely redo this.
1: Yeah, they can't put it out.
2: Oh god!
1: Point. I you, mean, I can't put
0: do. any of this out. So, yeah.
2: You don't think that there's any chance that they release this now with well as, nah. as as no. okay
1: because. <laughs> He's I, I I don't think we're at the peak of the craziness yet either. So there's gonna be more shit that happens with him where they're gonna finally just have to come out and flat out announce, okay, we we just can't put this movie out. I, I think I mean, we're we're another couple of weeks away from something just completely bad shit happening with that guy. He's he's a very damaged guy from the sounds of it.
2: Yeah, and I was gonna say next week we're gonna be talking about the fact that he like started a cult. Over in Hawaii or something, you know.
1: Well, that's what they're making them sound like. At least with with this one girl, I, is it just her, or are there are a couple people that are kind of like bumming around?
2: Dude, with for all I know, it's it could be more. We know it's just or we know it's her. But yeah, there could be more. You know, I was kind of half joking with the cult reference. Well, that's yeah. what they
1: make it sound like. So it's it, it's not completely off the wall. You know, it's that right. Yeah, they're making them sound like a, a cult leader of some sort
2: this is just, this is, this is crazy, this is insane, and, you know, it's not only Warner Brothers dealing with this, I mean, I guess this is a good segue to um, the next article that I wanted to talk about. They've also got an Amber Heard situation with their other DC <laughs> film. Did you
1: see the interview she did with Savannah Guthrie? Yeah,
2: I, I haven't watched. Jesus Christ, I, I haven't watched the I, whole I can't, I can't, can't because I know what she's. I know it, I dude, without even watching the interview, I know what she has said. It's it, the same shit. She's trying to you no, know listen, say it.
1: If you stumble across this clip, you got to watch it. It's the funniest thing the, the clip I saw. It's like thirty seconds long. And she's trying to make the point that Johnny Depp is such a good actor that he just fooled everybody. And she goes, and to make her point, she goes, think about it. He's the guy that made the world believe he was the man with scissors for hands.
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And she was dead. She was fucking dead (laughs) seriously. It wasn't a joke. (laughs) you gotta watch it it's so funny oh no <laughs> it's the greatest clip that like one and the one just, oh, man. In, in on during the trial when everybody said she was doing bumps of coke while she was on the stand that you? yeah next, yeah yeah those two like she's becoming one of my favorite people like i i didn't pay a minute's attention to that trial but I'm becoming more and more interested all the time because she she's as crazy as Ezra Miller, I think.
2: I know. That's why it's it's it's, <laughs> you know, kind of ironic we're talking about both these.
1: And isn't that Fantastic Beast the Warner Brothers thing? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they just they're dealing with just a bunch of craziness right now and it's fucking up all their shit. Those are like yeah, all, their, all
2: their big IP roles. Yeah, those are supposed it's, to be like three just,
1: billion dollar temples. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's so funny. It's so much more interesting than the movies themselves.
2: It is. It's just the behind the scenes shit is just better than the films themselves. And in this now, this whole her situation is this morning. They're all saying that she's cut. They're they're. They're gonna get someone in and and reshoot this shit. Not to mention, th- th- there's also the whole fact that she's not in the film a whole lot to begin with because the film apparently centers a it's like kind of a, a a buddy pow movie with like I, I I I don't really have much to go off of. I've never seen the first one, so apparently it's just him, Patrick Wilson, and I guess Dolph London is like guys teaming up and shit that's kind of the way i heard it was being described as it's kind of like a guy film and like amber Heard's character is kind of like pushed aside because it's not her story anymore and because i also heard that her and her, um momoa didn't have any chemistry which you know again i've never seen the film so i can't comment on that um but now now i'm reading that variety is uh there's, uh, Amber Heard's people cut a, you know, a statement to Variety at the Rubin Mill continues as it has from day one inaccurate, insensitive, and slightly insane. The fact that they're actually using the word insane for an official statement is just, I don't know, the, the irony is pretty thick on this one.
1: Yeah, they um, <sighs> you know, the same thing with after the, the verdict in the trial. I understand that she wasn't happy. It didn't go her way, but They really, like, are pushing hard that everybody else is crazy for not seeing that she's, you know, this fabulous person that's misunderstood. And it sounds like it's more the same with this movie.
2: But we knew this going into the trial. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the stories being heard around town is that she's just... Not all there, you know. She's not, she's just not the most.
0: Yeah, but going on trial puts her in a public eye. And when you see how crazy, how thick the crazy is, it becomes a completely different story. It goes from meme to holy fucking shit back to meme and full circle so quick.
2: <laughs> My dog stepped on a bee. <sighs> yeah, craziness. All right. So they should get on.
1: They should replace her with Christopher Plummer, just like they did with that Ridley Scott yeah. with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He could just he mm-hmm. does that, and every it doesn't matter what the role is, just get Christopher Plummer to do it, and he'll get nominated for an Academy Award
2: every time. Let's do a Christopher Plummer deep fake? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? Let's keep it going. Warner Brothers, Uh Joker Two. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a double whammy. Uh Apparently, it's a musical. What? And Lady Gaga is in talks to be Holly Quinn. I said, I man, where to begin?"
1: I, I saw what? that and I was like, they really want to make sure that the incels stay away from the movie this time. Like that was all the talk when the first, last one came out is that incels were going to commit violence at the movie theaters because of the movie. And of course, that ended up being not at <laughs> all what happened
2: right right it's
1: like god they're going to make sure right out before even a foot of film is shot that they they keep all the incels away lady gaga and a musical you know
2: well i for in order for me to process this i have to start with the musical aspect um i mean i can understand completely what where we're Uh, Phillips is coming from or what he's going for like he okay I get it he wants to do something different outside the box something yet you weren't expecting you know you've got a gritty film from like as in the original that kind of pulled the rug out from underneath of all the viewers because let's be real people weren't expecting the first film to be what it was or what it became essentially um and now that he's got that success in his corner He's going to try and do the same thing again and make it, turn it into, you know, what's the last thing people are going to expect from a sequel of Joker, uh, musical element. Okay, we're going to make it a musical. So, he's doing something outside the box. I, I, I get that. Personally, I wouldn't have went down that route, but, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to, they haven't even started filming. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix hasn't even signed the line to be in the movie yet so I'm not I'm gonna you know refrain from criticism until I see or hear something right now I'm just going off of hearsay um, and the Lady Gaga element look Warner Brothers it, a star is born say no more of course they're gonna try and get Lady Gaga cause that's she's like Warner Brothers pony girl right now so, of course, they're going to go to her for this musical. Get the fuck out of here. It's it's a match made in heaven to that studio right now. So, they're going to do all they can to get her to be Harley Quinn. And they'll succeed. There's no doubt in my mind that she probably already has signed as of this recording. We just don't know it officially yet. So, I mean, kind of embrace yourself and prepare for it. Because ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to. Because I don't see Warner Brothers giving up on Lady Gaga and their Harley Quinn especially if this is going to be a musical the way they're saying it is so I don't know Andrew we haven't heard much of you what do you have to say about, the, about all this it sounds
0: miserable um <laughs> what I, Dynamite I I'm literally listening to what you're saying and straight up not believing it that's how fucking stupid it
2: sounds I mean, exact- sources. I'm not pulling this I'm out not of I'm not I'm not
0: saying that I don't believe you I'm saying that it's such a stupid idea that I can't believe it why exactly? <laughs> we like, why would we ever want to make this into a musical? It's like, where did this come from? Who, who sat down at a table and was like, "We have a good thing going. Let's totally fuck it up."
2: Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper. No, did Cooper write? Did Cooper have a part in writing? Yeah, I'm not
1: writing. I think he was a producer on it.
2: Though. Okay, okay. Then I take that back. Todd Phillips, then solely Todd Phillips.
0: <laughs> I'm, Just I'm down. Fucking mind blowing.
2: Like I said, I can't judge. I, I'm not going to say anything until I see or hear something from it. So
1: I'm I'm down with the idea. The reason being, first of all, I don't have any great love for the first movie, so it's not like I'm going, "Oh man, you're fucking up this thing that I love," I, you know. Right. But also, I one of my biggest pet peeves with sequels is that they too often just rehash the same beats from the first movie. Now, I guess it's possible to rehash the first jerk.
2: Yeah, but where do you go here. with the se- with the sequel to this?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Sw- why not swing for the fences? Do something completely right. off the wall and make it as not like the first one is possible. So that's why I, I'm holding out judgment. I'm not saying that, yes, it's going to be a good movie. Who the fuck knows? But um, I like that they're right off the bat they're just they're they're gonna try to do something crazy. i i appreciate a movie that swings for the fences and misses more than just some safe sequel that rehashes all the same story beats that that shit drives me nuts so um you know and lady gaga has proven herself to be a decent actor you know actor so uh, i haven't seen um house of gucci yet but from everybody says she was good in it she was good in the star is born i don't think she deserves Academy Award nominations the way everybody else seems to, but <laughs>
2: right, um, right,
1: like you said, a musical, like they, you know, they definitely want her singing in every movie she's in if they can get it. So, um, yeah, you I just I not
0: I get her though. You know what I'm saying? What's that? You could just not get her though. You know what I mean?
1: You mean oh, you could anybody to do to do something <laughs> different story wise, or you mean she might not sign one of the movies? I'm saying, like, he's this is probably about not just, the movie uh, for you to be signing with him. Right.
2: They, he's talking about them just ignoring her altogether and going for another actress.
1: Nah. Who else would... I, I can't think who else would they, they would want to do it.
2: Um, I, I
0: The real question is, know. why does she need to sing? Why does it have to be a musical?
2: Why does Harley Quinn have to be in this? Period. <laughs> you had a good thing going with just Joaquin as the Joker doing his own thing. You know, you, you had a little... Thomas, little, you know, kid Thomas Wayne, or not Thomas Wayne, kid Bruce Wayne, little wink wink with the parents ordeal. You know, of course, we saw them die for the 20th time in cinema history. But still, other than that, you know, you, you, I I, I don't know. If I don't
0: don't have a Batman and Robin duet by the end of this movie, (laughs) (laughs) something's getting thrown at the screen. And I apologize to whatever movie theater has to deal with that.
2: Uh, they got to be careful because it's just getting to be too many uh, Batman uh, properties. Yeah, it's doing too much.
1: It. That's why I say do something just completely crazy with that was. what I, I ended up really liking Solo, the the you know Star Wars movie. But right. the original idea was for to be like this broad comedy, and I was like, why yeah, was, not? Uh, you know, we're like Christopher
2: like, Lloyd, Lloyd, Christopher uh, Lord, Lord, Christopher and or, or, yeah. Was, yeah, Miller. It's
1: like we're, we're like almost fifteen movies into it at this point. Why not do something wildly different? It's not part of the the whole like Skywalker trilogy. Go crazy right. with those side right. projects. Do something bizarre. Why not? I I really like the idea that they were going to do something, uh, do like a straight up comedy. Um, didn't happen, and I ended up liking what came out of all that anyway. But that's where we're at with the Batman movies. Like, how many fucking times do we need to see? the same iterations go at it with like slightly different variations. Do something completely weird. Why not? I'm Batman.
2: <laughs> there you go. Do that again. Oh, shit. Well, <clears throat> got a couple more tidbits left. Uh, let's see where to begin with. Uh, okay. Knives out Two now has an official title. And guess what guys? It's not called knives out too. Um, it's actually a weird-ass title. It's called Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Thoughts?
0: So they're going to try to make as many of these films as they can? Is this, like, one of those yeah. things where it's opening a segue for them to
2: just... Two are confirmed. Yeah, because this, yeah. Yeah, this Netflix deal was for two films. So they're already getting a two and a three. I mean, we're <laughs> getting a third one's guaranteed.
1: It's his version <laughs> of, like, um... Being Agatha, Agatha Christie, I, I think he's he's, yeah, I see he's doing it as an influence. You know, it's like um
2: he's got this Benoit Blanc character with yeah. Um,
1: it's like Daniel uh, Craig, per, per, I, I forget. I, I'm not an Agatha, Agatha Christie. Yeah, I can't even say her name. Goddamn it. Like uh,
2: Agatha Christie. Yeah,
1: the Poirot per, character, whatever his name is, the the, the uh detective. That the, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, story.
2: Death on the Nile and shit.
1: Yeah that's uh, this is like ryan johnson's version of that so yeah yeah, they could if they're well received they could crank out a handful of you know
2: why not especially with netflix right um i mean i'm not going to tear this apart because i was actually surprised by knives out the original i liked it a lot i went thanksgiving weekend and Salton in theaters by myself and was pleasantly pleasantly surprised by it and um you know, it was a little bit predictable, but other than that, I I enjoyed the film, especially all the the performances. I mean, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, like everyone, Don Johnson, like everyone in that movie is just chewing it up. And I fucking love
0: fucking Don Johnson.
2: Don Johnson everyone is in that movie chewing it up and of course you have the benoit blanc character with that accent and shit and um you know that 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 cajun straw to daniel craig's voice i liked it i was really you know a fan i was a really big fan of that movie and i'm uh looking forward to this new one especially with the cast you know you got dave batista ethan hawk uh jessica henwick katherine Hahn, uh Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Ed Norton. You know, it's going to be a fun time. So Deacon Dave, to, dude. Yeah, exactly. Deacon, baby. I'm looking forward to another mystery who done it around Thanksgiving time on uh, Netflix. I ain't got to go to the theater. I can just wake up and watch it from the uh, convenience of my own bed.
0: <laughs> I think Dave Batista is going to turn heel again. That's how I feel.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, thumbs down as the deacon would do. So yeah, uh, Justin, I don't think I've ever really talked about knives out with you before. Where are you at on knives out?
1: It's all right. You know, I I went into it wanting to hate it because I was still pissed at Ryan Johnson for the last Jedi. Um, Jesus.
2: Let that one go brother.
1: Well, I've, I've come around somewhat on that movie. I still think it's a bad movie, but I don't hate it as much as I used to. Um, But I actually, good. I, I thought that Knives Out was was okay. I, I'm not a big fan of mystery type things. It's just not my genre. Um, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's fine. I, I doubt that I'll ever watch either of the sequels, but...
2: Um, yes, you will. You know you will. It's on I Netflix. Really, You're going to watch I one. I
1: never... If it wasn't for... My wife and my daughter. I, I would cancel. And
2: she'll it. be the reason you're watching. It. I know.
1: I don't. I don't know that she cares about it. But I never watch Netflix anymore.
2: So. Um, oh no.
1: No, not really. I I just frankly forget that I have it there. a hey, not-
2: quick question. Because yeah. I've been using the uh, disappointment login. Who is that?
1: Disappointment.
2: You I'm- have a yeah. One of your things for Netflix is titled disappointment. I've just been using that. Maybe, the login, maybe my daughter Chuck's
1: be funny. She's got that middle kid syndrome, so that might be her way of being... whoever.
2: It is, hey, whomever it is, already went through the whole entire fucking season of Stranger Things. Was, yeah, that's... You know, that was I wasn't probably, even mad. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> probably are. I was not disappointed. So... Alright, Uh, and one more batch of news. Uh, this one... We actually could have talked about this last week, because I actually came across this headline our article like the, the day after we recorded one of those instances uh, but I, no offense to you too i kind of wish Cory was here for this one because he knows what i'm talking about with this movie maybe you guys have seen it or heard of it but there's a movie that came out a couple years ago called becky that had kevin james as the as a, this fucking neo-nazi against this little girl who was like
1: I know what the you're home
2: talking about. movie Okay. Justin. Yeah, I, I haven't
1: seen it, but I know the movie you're talking about. It looked gnarly. Of it? Am well, I,
2: quiet? For, I just I just wanted to make sure you were at least aware of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And you too. I, I actually own it on my Voodoo account digitally, so if you all want to watch it, if you're curious, it's on there. Anyway, um the um Yeah, there's a sequel. There's a fucking sequel coming out called Becky 2, The Wrath of Becky. Lulu Wilson, who played Becky in the original, is returning. Apparently, this was filmed already. I was like, what? And, um, yeah, she's returning. The villain in this film is being played by Sean William Scott. I guess she's going after a different comedian in each film. I guess this all ends with her sticking a barbed wire baseball bat up Adam Sandler's ass. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Kevin James, Sean William Scott. What's it gonna be for the third film? You know,
1: was was yeah. the was the first one funny or was it played straight?
2: No, it's a straight laced movie. There's yeah, nothing funny thought. about these. Um, and it's not the it's not like Sean William Scott's never played a serious role before. I mean, he was in Final Destination. Uh, for those who. For, you know followed his career back in the earlier years that came out right after his american pie breakout performance um what else uh he's done a couple other things it's so it's not like he's never done straight serious roles before and he's playing um what was he described as in this one because uh kevin james like i said was a neo-nazi in the original and this one Sean William Scott is... Where the fuck is it? Here it is. Uh, After living off the grid for two years, Becky finds herself going toe-to-toe against Daryl, the leader of a fascist organization on the eve of an organized attack. So he's the leader of a fascist organization. <sighs> so.
1: What's the deal with her always fighting some sort of fascist? Is that like a, other than the fact that Kevin James's character is a white supremacist, is there some sort of tie-in with the Becky character that she would always be up against a fascist of some sort?
2: Well, the first one's a home invasion film because it's her father's um, um. God, I'm drawing a fucking blank. He he was the host of talk. Of, of the soup. Um
1: oh, uh, Greg Kinnear
2: No, 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 no. The the Joel. little later Joel Joel McHale. McHale. Joel McHale plays her father in the original and um it's it's like her family's like gets held hostage by Kevin James and his group who are there looking for something. I can't remember what it is and he has no recollection of it and like One thing after another. And people end up dying. And it ends up coming down to just her. Versus Kevin James in the end. And so you know. It it had a middle. and It had a beginning middle and end. The film. So now two years later. Like I said she's. I I don't know. Because the first film is just. She's a survivalist. And her home gets attacked. And she ends up surviving. And now she's going up against an organization. I, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I got to see something to really, you know, have a better understanding or to even have a comment on, on this. I always I'm confuse
1: in my head that one and the one with uh Vince Vaughn, freaky. For some reason, I always interchange those, t- you know, if you mention freaky, huh. I might think you're talking about the one with Kevin James and vice versa. Right. Two,
2: totally different movies <laughs> but okay <laughs> I mean I, I, I get it that's happened before that's so I understand
1: I feel like I need to watch both of
2: them maybe I mean we can make that happen they're both on my voodoo so um, alright uh, that's really all the news I had this week guys so we can move on to not coming attractions because there's no new previews to talk about this week so we can move on to physical media roundup <laughs> red rocket. With, uh, uh,
1: yeah, I want to see that.
2: Uh, Simon Rex. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll be watching that soon. And then the, the movies I talked about last week that I ordered finally came in. Sorcerer, Marathon Man, and Without Warning. <laughs> What's Without um, Warning?
1: Which one is that?
2: Without Warning was a uh, 1980s. Uh, it came, I think it came out in 80. It's like a sci-fi horror movie with uh, Jack Palance, Martin Landau, um Kevin Peter Hall, the big tall African American actor who played Harry. the Predator. Predator he Henry played, and Harry and Harry Yeah, he plays the alien the you know. in, in this movie. And, and um a really early performance by um um oh my god I'm drawing a blank. Um it's, uh, it's CSI Miami. Caruso Caruso David yeah David Caruso Very, very, very young performance by David Caruso in that movie.
1: Is it any good? When you said warning sign, I thought it was an 80s movie. I'm I'm picturing it. Does it have like a nuclear symbol for the poster? Is that? No,
2: not really. Okay, I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah, I mean, it came out. Well, first of all, you're getting the title wrong. It's called Without Warning. Without
1: Warning, sorry. Yeah,
2: that's okay. No, I've honestly never seen it. It's a blind buy. Um, uh, I've heard of the film through a different, uh, a bunch of people, and they all have said similar things that were positive. So, I will be checking it out probably in the next week or so. Um, Scream Factory put it out like seven, eight years ago. It's since went out of print, and this is, uh, Kino Lorber finally, um, picked up the, uh, rights to it and released it just, I think it came out like two weeks ago, but I got it last Tuesday. So, um, so, my thoughts on that after I watch it. And I also picked up um, Independence Day in 4K because we're going to be reviewing it for uh, Independence Day. So, I figured I'll uh, pick it up now. It was like 10 bucks at Best Buy. So, I picked that up on Sunday. So, that's what I got this week. Have you guys... Well, Justin, I know Andrew didn't get shit. <laughs> Justin, have you gotten anything? Recently, um, since last week,
1: yeah. I, for For my youngest, I got um, Pee Wee's uh, Pee Big Adventure and Big Top Pee Wee. Nice. Yeah, he, nice. I showed him both of those within the past, like six months, and I was okay. really, I, I was nervous. I was like, "Man, this might just not be funny to a kid nowadays." And he loved both of them. So, um, you know, we had that. We went to Ocean City this weekend. I knew we were going to have a drive ahead of us, so. Picked those up, thinking it's something you could watch on the way up and back. Um, So I got those for him. And then for myself, um, I'm still in a Rudy Ray Moore phase. So my copy (laughs) of Disco Godfather came in. Um, Haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I love that movie. I can't wait to watch that. And then one I got, which absolutely nobody but myself is going to care about, but it's a, um, a Jean Luc Godard movie called Every Man for Himself. It was okay. uh, from 1980. It was like it, he, he had kind of stopped making films for about 10 years and he was just doing like video projects, um, mm-hmm. like super political type stuff. And then he, for whatever reason, decided it was time to make another movie. Um, and this is the first one that he called. He calls it his second first movie. Um, I just watched it. It came on TCM a couple of weeks ago. I just watched it and was, I don't want to say blown away, but it stuck with me for a few days afterwards. So I was like, I got I to fucking buy this thing and watch it again. There's just some, um, just some techniques in filmmaking that are so interesting and so unlike anything else I've seen before. Um, and it's, it's a good story, a good plot too. Um. So, yeah, that that's what I got this week. Every man for himself and Disco Godfather.
2: Nice. Would you and believe um, me if
1: I told you I did buy a movie? <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it is.
2: No, actually, uh, I'm calling you out now. All
0: right, know. all right, all right. I bought Broken Arrow. It's a 1996 no John Travolta film. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just find it funny that the front yeah. cover of this movie looks exactly like Snake Eyes if you were to take fucking Nicolas Cage and put him on there twice. <laughs>
2: Wait, I'm confused. Did you buy it or not?
0: Absolutely not. I've never seen oh. this movie. I just wanted to jump into the conversation and feel like I fed in.
2: I was going to say, I'm like, bullshit. No, you didn't. <laughs> this wraps around um, somewhere. I'll let you know. No, I mean, I can at least go off on what I'm about to order. It's in my Amazon cart right now. Because it's broken it, Arrow uh, is. Um, it? No, it's not. No, I should also mention because it'll still be happening by the time this episode drops, but um, Target is having their quarterly buy two get one free deal on all movies and books and shit and amazon always matches it so like pretty much every movie you can think of for the most part on now uh, not not every movie but a lot of like the majority of their films um they, they go ahead and match it there buy three get two or buy yeah buy two get one free so my shopping cart right now on on prime is um I got Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. Don't Come right. Back on Blu-ray. It's my favorite Charlie Brown film. I have always wanted to own it, and now I am. Uh, Serpico. It's only five bucks. Fast Times, Richmond High. Uh, the Criterion. An old slasher film from the eighties called Slaughterhouse. Don't know if you guys have seen that. I know. Jurassic what you're Park. About. Okay. Jurassic Park three and four K. The Rundown, speaking of Sean William Scott and The Rock. Uh, The Final Destination, five-film collection on Blu-ray. Nice. Blair Witch Witch Project. And Duel, Steven Spielberg. Never seen it before. Total blind buy.
1: That's a good movie.
2: Okay. So, and then um, I have a couple of films that are saved that aren't quite in my... Shopping cart, but um, are about to be, and that's Maniac Cop Two, Maniac Cop Three, and Four K, and uh, Sarah Polly's new book, Run Towards the Danger. I want to. I heard she had an autobiography that came out last week because I heard she had some unpleasant things about her time on the set of a uh, Baron. Yeah, Baron yeah, yeah, I was
1: reading about that. Yeah, Sarah. So like, Okay,
2: I'll buy you. twenty bucks. I'm in. Plus, it was part of the buy two get one free sale. So, cool. So, what Andrew?
1: you I said Baron what? The adventure, the adventures of Baron Munchaus.
0: Yeah, Munchausen. thank you. That's I Ter- have Ter- no Ter- idea what that is.
1: Terry Gilliam movie. It's um, you probably know. I have no idea who that is. It's a he good doesn't. movie. It's interesting. Okay, fair it enough.
2: Robbie Williams plays a head.
1: That's actually while we're he's, right. he's the king of the moon and he's just a head.
2: Yeah, he's the head, and he went a floating head? All right,
1: that's one I <laughs> so. bought from SoundGuard, Not any kind of fancy schmancy edition, but I bought that one a few months ago, sitting there in my to watch stack. And I, I have pulled seen it out since after I was read the a kid. Poly thing.
2: Yeah, you yeah, it used to year. always play on Cinemax when I was a little. So, yep. I I have vague memories of the film itself. So
1: It's cool. It's got those Terry Gilliam 80s effects. That it's really the last time he kind of did a movie like that. It's sort of Time Bandits and, and Brazil, some of those special effects that you'd see in those movies, um, which I'm a big fan. I love, I love the movies, but I also love those, those effects, those uh, old-school practical effects that he used.
2: Okay. Um, and it was a slow release week for movies anyway I mean the the two big movies that came out this week were Ambulance and Morbius uh, Mark Wahlberg's Father Stu came out on Blu-ray that five film Final Destination collection came out on Tuesday um, I
0: just want to know one thing what how bad is Morbius
2: I have no idea Never there seen
0: you it. go that says it all So
2: I'll let you know once I eventually get around to seeing it because I do want to see it just to see how shitty it is. It looks so, so bad, dude. I'll, rep- I'll tell you. see it, and I'll report. So The you'll, fact you'll that know. Jared
0: Leto still has movies coming out is just mind-blowing. I, I, every time I see Jared Leto, it's just it, he's are. terrible.
2: He still makes money. At I mean, stuff. yeah, I
0: respect that. That's fine. He's a niche actor, so. and I get it. But it's like every time I see him, i just like, why? Well, who do, what are they seeing?
2: <laughs> and finally, Shout put out uh, William Herzog, The Collection, Volume 2. Never even heard of volume one, but volume two came out on Tuesday. (laughs) So, um, let's get to announcements. Uh, Sony, uh, announced a real genius 4k edition coming out in September, September 13th. I've never seen real genius, but apparently this is like a whole new 4k revision, like the, the filmmaker and all are getting involved with it. Um, And again, that'll come out September 13th. What is Rio Genius? It's a Val Kilmer film from the 80s.
1: Okay. All right.
2: I've personally never seen it before, so I can't speak on it.
1: It's okay. Um, It's not bad.
2: Yeah, I I worked with a girl, Angel, um... Back in my blockbuster days, who's obsessed with it? Like, yeah, I don't To this that. day, I still talk to her whenever I bring that up. She, like, goes, Oh my god, I love that movie!
1: Yeah, it has like its rabid fans, and I don't, it's not that good. Like, I don't understand all that. It's you know, it's a fine movie. If you've never seen it, it's worth a watch, especially with, it does you know, Val, have its fans. If you're, if you're a Val Kilmer completist, it's definitely right you to look for that, you
2: know? Yeah, it's a film that he did around the same time as Top Secret, yeah. I mean, you know that's kind of like the mid 80s, he was kind of making a name for himself before Top Gun came out. So, um, <laughs> Full Moon are getting into the 4K game and they're putting out their first release in October. Uh, Trancers in 4K, oh. coming out October 11th. Little Tom Thompson there or Tim Thompson for you guys, and um, Helen Hunt. I forgot she's in the first, that's right. I haven't seen Transer that in so movies. long. I forgot she was I in. Know. Yeah, Helen Hunt and her um, Confederate f- flag jacket.
1: Is that what she wears in that?
2: Yeah, apparently.
1: <laughs> See, I really—it has been a long time since I've seen that. There was this like late '80s run where it was Trancers, The Hidden, uh, Dead Heat with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Oh yeah,
2: I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was like a whole. There was a handful of those kind of movies. That, not that they were the same movie, but just sort of like right. uh, Alien Nations, another one like the, you know, Buddy Cops, or just like that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I'd like to see Transfers again. I'd like to see all those I just rattled off. Actually, I haven't seen any of those movies in about thirty years. I'd like to watch all of them. I've never seen any of the Transfer sequels. Have you?
2: No. No. I was too busy watching all the subspecies sequels I full (laughs) full moon was putting out. (laughs) So, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Disturbing Behavior is getting another release. Originally, that came out from a scream factory, but it got discontinued about two years ago. And now, MVD is putting it out October 11th. Um, No new features, for those of you who are curious. um, And no... Rumored director's cut, unfortunately. Uh, Paramount, a couple more catalog titles that they're putting out in July. July 12th, they'll be releasing Leap of Faith, Down to Earth, and Domestic Disturbance. The big Vince Vaughn, John Travolta film. <laughs> Steve Buscemi is also in that movie. They filmed it here in Maryland. Uh, let's see. Firestarter is already coming out on Blu-ray. Mm, the 28th. Did not take long at all. Criterion's working on a brand new 4K restoration of Videodrome to be released later on this year. Yes,
1: uh, that fucking awesome. <laughs> I watched it. um, I just sort of stumbled across it on YouTube today. It's a like a talk show from the early 80s. I don't know where it's based out of, but it's an uh-huh. inter- it's an interview with John Landis, and he's. Promoting American Werewolf in London. Okay. Um, uh, David Cronenberg, he's working on Videodrome, and um, and Carpenter's there working on the thing. And it's just like a twenty-five minute conversation with the three of them, You know, this the, an interviewer asking them questions just about horror movies and violence in movies and violence in their movies, and it's fucking awesome. Like just. You know, you got 25 minutes to spare and you're looking for something to watch. Look it up on YouTube. It's very interesting.
0: It is very interesting. Uh, Video Drum is so good, though. Sean actually hooked me on to that. I've probably watched that film like 15, 20 times just infatuated with it. It's so good.
2: Yeah, I've only seen it one time and it was a long time ago, but I'm a big fan. Like, I, I really did like it. You know, I don't really remember too much about it, but I remember like, being captivated by it, and it was something different, something I wasn't expecting, something I wasn't used to, that whole body horror element, um, I was still, you know, I, I, I'd seen the fly, so I at least, you know, had that, you know, under my notch, but I didn't really go into the videodrome expecting what I had saw, and, um, you know, it, there's stuff from that movie that still to this day, even though I haven't seen it. In forever, like it's just shit that just sticks with you that never leaves, and a lot of that comes from Videodrome. So I'm really looking forward to revisiting it this fall. I'd I imagine it, it's going to be coming out this fall if they're working on it right now.
0: Well, I was so, I was actually going to say like The Fly is a great film, and I oh, yeah, I, I is, probably I, 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 I probably my apology I probably like prefer The Fly over Videodrome, but Videodrome is something that sticks with you; it like digs into your skin. So. Highly recommend seeing this, especially if it's coming out on 4K.
2: Here's a hot take. The Fly 2 is just as good, if not a little better, than the Fly.
1: Mm, That is a hot take. That takes so hot, I need oven mitts to even pick it up and comment (laughs) on. I was going to say, no, I don't agree with that at all. But hey, it's it's up to you. And
2: and for the record, (laughs) I'm not fucking around either. I, I mean those words.
1: I haven't seen The Fly Two in a long time. Probably since I, I think I've seen it more than once. But I mean, it's been I can early. I both on you. I never, I never did like it that much.
2: I can land both on you.
1: <laughs> I would, I, I, I have the original. I'd have to uh, the original meaning the Cronenberg. Um, I, I would have to, yeah, I, I would rewatch it.
2: Do you like House
1: or House Two better? I always liked House Two better. House Two. I was going
0: to say, I like House oh. 2 better. Okay, I thought that was a hot take.
2: Never mind. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, man, I love House 2. I just rewatched House and House 2 with Madeline about a month or two ago. Yeah, I, I, have re- all, I have the Arrow collection. You want to borrow those two? Yeah,
1: yeah. Lay them on me. I'll watch it. I can do that. They're I like two of my box favorite box
2: horror films
0: too. from the 80s, honestly.
2: Because It's it's literally the, the fly box set and the house box set, so you can have both that. Nice. You can borrow both uh, box sets. Nice. Cause that's all five uh, fly films for the Oh record.
1: Jesus! I didn't realize there was five.
2: Yeah, now you know. Amber Alert.
1: Yep, I was great to say you get exactly. Holy right. shit! We
0: all got that at the same time. Yep.
2: That's how it works, man. They don't fuck around. So, all right. Um, yeah, we can move on now. <laughs> Getting that out of the way. Let's move on to the final category for the week. We recommends. What would you get for
1: a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed?
2: Andrew, what do you got for
0: us? So I have Conair. See, I love okay. Conair. I and I and I think I brought it up. The reason I thought about it is because I brought it up on the Rock episode that I'm not a fan of Nicholas Cage. I'm just I'm just not. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know if it is or not. But I'm just not a fan of Nicholas Cage. Yeah. But Conair won him. me over, hundred percent. I mean, shit, it's got him, John Malkovich, John Cusack, Steve Buscemi, even Dave Why Chappelle did shows up. you put
2: up. the bunny down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just a magnificent film, I guess. Long story short, he's a prisoner on an airplane who's going from point A to point B, and then the airplane gets hijacked by the other prisoners. So I don't want to spoil too much, but man, it's, it's a fucking bang-up film. <laughs>
2: Hold up, hold up. Well, I mean, the cut you off, but if A, you're not familiar with Con Air, or B, you've never seen Con Air, then what the fuck you doing listening to this show? <laughs> hey, man, you just never kidding. know. I mean... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you've never seen you know Con Air, what, check it out. Listen to my brother. He speaks the truth.
0: Definitely. You know what my film that I haven't seen yet, though, is? is Drop Zone. It's a <laughs> 1994 action... Action... Holy shit. Google has it listed as action twice. Action, action, adventure film. It's a whole bunch of action. It's an hour and 41 minutes. And now at this point, that's really all I want to talk about. But I'll go a little deeper into it. It's about a prison break from an airliner 30,000 feet in the air. It's got Mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes. And then all of a sudden there's a noted skydiver and some sponsors for her. And that's all I get. I'm not hitting this more button because I haven't seen it. And I'm probably not going to see it. But if I go down, hold hold on, if I go down. The music is by Hans Zimmerman and the who the hell paid Hans Zimmerman to do this?
2: Go yeah, on. Who else is in that movie?
0: Wesley Snipes, baby. Gary Busey, yeah. though.
2: Theo Huxtable. <laughs> see, see I Warner. totally
0: fucked up because I had this whole spiel going where I was like, dude, Hans Zimmerman, he's got to get paid hella because let me tell you, Malcolm Jamal Warner is not getting paid too much. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. So, no, man, Drop Zone.
0: Drop Zone, uh, dude. I, I,
2: I've i seen Drop Zone. I don't remember it too much, but because uh, that was another one that came out at the same time as Passenger 57, which is also Wesley Snipes, but, you know. <laughs> Wesley you
0: Snipes be. has been at, like, the monopoly of subpar films that you probably won't like. But who knows? <laughs> there's a few of them that you might like. You know what I mean?
1: True. true, true. <laughs> I really like Wesley Snipes, because he does appear in a lot of movies. I just don't like, or don't care about. Yeah. I want to see him exactly. in more good stuff. What? I want to see him in more good stuff. Cause I enjoy seeing him, but he just, he appears in a lot of shitty movies.
2: Right. Well, can you recommend us something That's not shitty.
1: Uh, since we last talked, I haven't seen anything that's like, blew me away like I, I mean i've seen like a couple archie Farty things but i don't want to talk about anything like that
2: well you uh, guys know you can always recommend something you you haven't recently watched yeah know? No, a no. recommendation doesn't have to be something you've watched in the last week so yeah. just putting that out there
0: yeah i no. mean that's yeah that kind of i haven't probably watched it in like a couple of years but i you know i know it's a bang up film and i highly recommend you to see it
1: yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah. thinking of that, too, like something out of the collection. But I, I did watch something that I, I I liked. I didn't love it. But it's this movie, I think it was from 81, starring Paul Newman called Fort Apache, the Bronx. Okay. And um, I kind of expected it to be like, it's one of those movies that I just always remember being around when I was a kid with like super TV in the city. That was like a super TV movie. I always remember mm-hmm. that being in the guide and um the thing that i always looked for in the super tv guide was it it would tell you you know rated r and then it would tell you for like graphic violence nudity you know what what it was rated r for that's what i always looked for and i always remember for apache to bronx had graphic violence so i was always interested in that regard
0: just never real quick i just want to say that i used to do the same thing i don't know why (laughs) i can't really point why but i used to do that so much
1: yeah and um I just never got around to it, so I, I finally I rented it from the library and kind of been sitting on it. I was like, "This is going to be like a two star movie." I, I know it's just not going to be good, and it was actually really good. Um, it's not perfect; <laughs> there are a few things about it that I would change. Um, but Paul Newman's really good in it, and then it also stars uh, co-stars Ken Wall, who I only knew from like Wise Guy and TV stuff. So I thought he was going to just be like a bland TV actor. He's, he's actually really good in it is uh Paul Newman's partner. And then um, Rachel Tickerton, I, I think is how you say her name from um, total recall.
2: Yeah. Tickerton.
1: Yeah. She's in it. And she plays she's
2: There's- also in Con Air.
1: Is she in Con Air? That's right. That's right. She's yeah. In Con Air. Yep. I was about There's, to yeah. actually say yeah. that I'm sitting
0: here looking at the list and yeah, she's
1: in it. Yeah. Make yeah. it a, a, Rachel Tickerton. Um, uh, movie fest then watch con air and fort apache the bronx she's really good in it um you know it's a good early 80s it, it's gritty but not too gritty um it sets up some interesting plot points that it sort of drops midway through and becomes a little melodramatic towards the end and pam greer's in it but she, she's like got a very small role as a junkie hooker and it's like god damn like she just you know a few years before that she was playing foxy brown and coffee and now she's got like (laughs) three scene role as a as a junkie hooker and her character set up into being like she's going to be really important and she ends up not being that important to the movie so it's a wonky plot but it's it's well made and the performances are all good and there's enough of interest and, in, you know, I, I just love the aesthetic of, of late seventies, early eighties movies. So if you're into that look, it's got that kind of a look to it. So um yeah, if you if you happen to stumble across it, give it a look. Not not a waste of
2: time. All right. So my recommendation this week is one that just came out recently on 4K from Arrow Video that I just rewatched for the first time and in- Ooh, I think the last time I watched this particular film was 15, maybe even 20 years ago or so. It's been a minute. Um, but Wild Things with, uh, Neff Campbell, Denise Richards, Matt Damon, and, uh, not Matt Damon, Matt Dillon, and Kevin Bacon. And let me tell you, um, not that I ever was not a, was not a fan of the movie. I've always been a fan. It's actually, a, uh, w- when we eventually cover it, there's a funny, funny story time uh, behind that, that involves me and Corey, because it was actually the last film that him and I saw at North Point Movies before they closed it down for the Walmart there. Um, and it was a really awkward encounter with um, an, an old woman. Just, I'll leave it at that. That'll be the tease. Me, Corey, theatrical experience, old woman, Wild things. All you need to know, that's the hint. Um, that's that's the build-up. And, um, yeah, the, the movie itself, you know, it still holds up. Uh, it, nothing about it really came across as, you know, uh, I don't know, eye-rolling or, or comedic or, um, you know, they try. They really are trying to deliver you know, something from the 90s, that whole, like, Southern Glades, sexualized murder mystery type element, sort of like a mid-90s USA, silk stockings kind of thing that they were going for during that time. And it works. And, I, I you know, I, I'd be foolish to talk about wild things and not bring up the great Bill Murray, who shows up for Pretty substantial role as uh, Matt Dillon's lawyer, and um, you know Justin and Andrew. You guys, a have you ever seen Wild Things, or and B, if you have, when's the last time you've seen it?
0: I mean, I watched it when I was really young because you and Corey obviously enjoyed it a lot. You were
2: poor, and man. I was, That's, uh...
0: <laughs> I've, well, not to mention I was like digging through your DVD collection, you know. And was like right. just watching random films that happened to be something I came across because I remember that and there's another film that comes to my mind that had um Valentine for whatever reason I know that they have nothing to do with each other but for whatever reason the front cover always like reminds me of each mm-hmm. other so
2: because they both have Denise Richards
0: there you go that's definitely why I would remember it there, there's the connection <laughs> so.
2: Uh, Justin, how about you? Uh, we've never really had this conversation before about wild things. Not yeah. that we've never had to have this conversation before, but
1: I I saw it when it first came out on. It, I probably even saw it on VHS, not even DVD. But um, I remember thinking it was okay. I, I I've always wanted to go back and rewatch it. I know it's kind of got a cult following, so it it really. Makes me want to go back and rewatch it. Now you bringing it up again is like, all right, I, I just need to finally go back and watch this fucking thing. Um, it seems like the kind of movie, like lurid, um, sort of, sort of cheesy, like sexual and violence. Like that's right up my alley. So um, yeah, I need to give it another look.
2: Yeah, with a plot that's totally relevant today. To to my surprise, even though know, the film's almost twenty five years old. Um, It could definitely pass for a film to come out today. That's why I'm kind of like... if if This movie actually could be remade and it would work. Um, Because again, the the plot is... um, It ties into like, you know... The whole... Me too and stuff like that. um, Stuff. uh, Ties. But um, the movie... um, Back to that. Full of complete and utter ridiculousness um, at times there's um and i mean that in a good way it's actually kind of a fun movie to watch it's it's i'm not trying to shit on the film at all i'm a big fan of this movie um and i'm a big fan of also all the fucking twists and turns i love how even if you're because when the movie ends i admit there's still a couple like you know loose odds and ends that you're kind of like wait what 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 but have no fear because during the end credits i love how they take the time to actually go through and explain the twist to you throughout the end credits. So like you can you, you see like how, you know, this person came into this because, you know, you've got your four main central characters and, you know, Matt Dillon, Kevin Bacon, Denise Richards and Nev Campbell and the four of them they don't really all interact together in certain parts but then like when things do happen you know you've got this x ex- you know of course you know it's kind of like you know it's it's exponent it's exposition dialogue for the most part is actually showing you all the stuff that you need to be seen and 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 explain it's basically breaking everything down to you but um I feel like I'm kind of rambling now I just like it's different you know that's what I'm getting at it's something that I'm not used to seeing even back when I saw it for the first time in 98 that was something different that I was like oh I like this you know the movie is chock full of surprises and and twists and turns and it takes the time to actually explain it to you and in a way that doesn't make you feel stupid you know
0: I have a question at the time. Did you realize how different of a movie it was or were you just enjoying the experience?
2: At the time, I was just enjoying it for just being different because, um, again, that was something that I had never seen before. And it's still really to this day something you don't typically see in movies, the way it explains things to you. Again, and in, in, in a non... You know, it, it's it's not really insulting your intelligence it's doing it in a way that like it's like hey it's okay if if you didn't understand twist number three out of six we're gonna explain to you how it happened and why it happened and it's okay you know we're just gonna i don't know it's it's just something different and something that you wouldn't expect from a your erotic thrill the, I don't know it's, it's, it's I, I don't know I'm, I'm starting to ramble now but still yeah I want to go
1: back like I took it for granted when it came out because
2: a lot of people did
1: it, it was coming on the tail end of like 15 years of erotic thrillers and like you know like sex and movies and it was kind of like with what, what Verhoeven was doing in the early 90s with basic mm-hmm. instinct and Amazing showgirls yeah, it's like that, you know. that's sort of that that whole thing. So I was just like, uh, and like going back to like Adrian Line movies in the eighties. It's just like, how many more of these fucking things do we need? So I that's why I never really took it seriously when it first came out. But um, yeah, given given its reputation, I, I definitely owe it a rewatch and 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 like like seeing a good sleazy nineties movie. So um, it you know. I'm looking forward to rewatching it at some point soon.
0: Basic Instinct is what I'm thinking of. I, I I always get those two mixed up.
1: Yeah. And it's John John McNaughton directed it, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. So that alone has got to give it some merit. The guy did Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, so he's not yeah. a slouch.
2: All right, well, I think uh, I'm going to wrap up on this show, put a pin on it. Um, unless you guys have anything you want to add
1: no I actually I will add something and again this is one of those things that nobody but me is going to care about but I was just reading before we recorded that the new Peter Strickland film is now playing film festivals the people that are seeing it are raving about it I can't be fucking more excited for a movie to come out probably my movie of the year at this point really yeah and for really? those of you don't know Peter Strickland Obviously not a household name. Um, but you might have heard of um, uh, Berberian Sound Studio. That's him. Um, he did one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years, The Duke of Burgundy. And uh, another great movie called In Fabric. He's, he's, his movies are weird. They're strange. But they're very funny. Um, he's got sort of a 70s and 80s aesthetic. He recalls that. But with that, it's just being a simple nostalgia fest or, a, a, you know, um, a, an homage. It actually, they, they actually look and feel like, like seventies and eighties movies. So I'm really looking forward to, it's called a uh, Lux Gourmet or Lux Gourmand. I can't remember the exact name. Um, but keep an eye out for that. Cause I got a feeling it's going to be really good.
2: Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, anything you want to add before we wrap up?
0: Not particularly,
2: no. It's been fun, though. Oh, definitely. I had a lot of fun doing this with you guys today. Well, gang, if you all want to hear more from us, then check out our just-released episode 100 on The Shining, which was a fun time. A bitch to edit, but a fun fucking time. (laughs) Next week, you can check us out. Me and Corey and Corey's brother Eric are sitting down talking about the original jurassic park gonna be doing a lot of 90s big summer action um you know titles uh jurassic park of course i know we have independence day and jaws coming up for the 4th of july um a lot of stuff coming up that i'm excited about uh the week after next we have the 30th anniversary of batman returns as well as dark city Dark City is a film that I've been wanting to cover for the longest time and finally last week I said you know what fuck this I'm making Dark City on the list I'm forcing it on there otherwise I just don't want to wait I just want to do it I I watched both the theatrical and director's cuts of the film recently and I want to talk about it so next week will be that time finally The Pink Elephant
0: now That's
2: Dark Man. And, oh you know, damn it! No, oh, my bad. I keep fucking that up, and I love it. Keep doing that, dude. Um, and I I mentioned um, I don't know if it was last week's fewer cast or if it was at the end of The Shining. I can't remember, but we have some uh, school theme movies coming out or episodes coming out on um school movies. We got can't hardly wait. Heather's. We were gonna do a Breakfast Club, but I decided to hold off. What about on, American Pie? doing that until because no, I'm in no rush to talk about American fucking pie Um, (laughs) breakfast club was going to happen too but I decided to hold off on doing that until September when kids go back to school tie in tie in for that Um, but yeah the dude, just the rest of the summer we have a lot of stuff coming up in no particular order near dark we're finally doing that once upon a time in hollywood Beverly Hills Cop, RoboCop, Two, Fast Times, Richmond High, uh, hatefully We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Last House on the Left for all the horror hounds out there. That's coming up in August. Uh, what a world, Justin! Can't wait to have you on for that one. Yeah,
1: I look forward to that
2: so much. And even titles beyond that, we're going to be talking about Chinatown, True Lies, The Deer Hunter. Um. Wall Street, Pulp Fiction, you know every Tarantino title we're covering this year. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm excited, and of course, the Halloween Horathon, Dead by Pod, coming out this October. Just keep your eyes and ears peeled, guys. Um, other than that, um,
0: when you talk about Waterworld, are you going to talk about Kevin Costner's recycled piss water?
2: Sure. <laughs> we check about everything dude that's how we okay. do it. and yeah for even more film effect goodness check out our ever-growing collection of previous episodes and don't forget to follow us over on all the socials that I broke down at the top of the episode all that good stuff Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok yada 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 links in the episode notes don't forget to help us expand by leaving a quick rating and review on Spotify, Apple or directly on our website and yeah merch all that good stuff everything I talked about at the top of the episode I'm just basically rehashing at the bottom of the episode Uh, before we get out of here Andrew, Justin anything else before we depart?
1: nope, have a good week everybody adios everybody
2: alright well until next week that's all folks take care now, bye bye
0: bye bye see ya